You're listening to the Tax Insights Podcast, where the professionals at Hawkins Ash CPAs break down complex tax topics into bite-size how-tos. Basis is the amount your home is worth for tax purposes. When you sell your home, your gain or loss is determined by subtracting its current basis from the sales price. In this episode, Jeff Dvorak, a tax partner, brings light to some misconceptions of taxable home sale gain and the calculation of a home's basis. You know, when interest rates were lower, we did see a lot of people that were selling their homes, so much so that the housing market actually became overheated in some parts of the country. And for many people, the gain on the sale of their home is probably not going to be taxable, but there are still some cases where it will be. All right, so let's start off with the basics then. Yeah, the current rules say that a taxpayer can exclude up to $250,000 of gain if you're single or $500,000 worth of gain if you're married. Now, to qualify for that exemption, the taxpayer has to meet two requirements. The first one is the ownership test, which means that they must have owned the home that they just sold for at least two of the last five years. And then there's the use test. And the use test says that they must have used this home as their main residence in that same two of the last five year period. Now, either test doesn't need to be consecutive. So as long as you've owned and occupied the home for at least 366 days over a five year period, they should be okay to get the exemption or exclusion. So I remember in the past that you needed to buy another property to get that exemption. Is that still true or am I misunderstanding something? Well, it's not anymore. So that was the rules. And and we get a lot of questions on that from clients, but the rules now are the, uh, are the owned and occupied test, not the, I have to buy another house test. Gotcha. Okay. So then how do I calculate the gain to see if I am under the exclusion amount then? Yeah, the, the basis is calculated similar to how you would calculate it for any other asset. You would take the amount that you actually paid for the property and then add in any kind of major improvements, you know, windows, siding, any kind of additions or other improvements. That all gets added into the basis. Now, some of the things that would not count are just your normal repairs and maintenance, real estate taxes, utilities, kind of those monthly expenses. So those um, expenditures would have to be something that actually improved the property to add to the basis. I know people who transfer their house to their kids. How does basis work for that then? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I certainly understand transferring property. So it's not counted later for nursing home purposes. But if you do that, there's certain things that you need to be aware of. So let's say mom and dad transferred the house to the kids and that house was later sold. There actually might be a taxable gain on that sale since the new owners may not qualify for the exclusion. And the basis for figuring out what that gain is, is whatever mom and dad paid for the property plus improvements. You know, there's a misconception out there and and it's not the value as of the date of the gift. It's what mom and dad paid for it. So this can lead to some unexpected tax consequences if people aren't careful. So does a sale need to be reported then on a tax return? It depends. So many cases, they're going to receive a form 1099-S, which shows how much they sold the home for. If you get that 1099-S, then yes, you need to report it on your tax return. Because if you don't, the IRS is going to send you a notice saying that, hey, we have a 1099 that shows you have income that you didn't report on your return. 
Now, it's not going to be taxable income because of the exclusion, but it should still be reported on your return. Now, this kind of makes sense because the IRS in those notices or in that uh, in that 1099, they know what the gross proceeds are, but they don't know how much you paid for the house or what your basis is. So I normally recommend just reporting it on the return just to avoid the potential of a notice. Jeff, a lot of great information here. Before we get going, last question. Are there any exemptions to the two-year rules? There are. So, you know, some of those exceptions are for, you know, if you get separated or you end up being divorced, or let's say you have a death of a spouse, you know, those are some exceptions to the two-year rule. There's other exceptions for homes that were destroyed or condemned, um, or maybe if you were a service member. There's also a partial exemption if you have to move for work-related or health-related or other unforeseen events. So there are ways that you can get around that two-year rule. Jeff, how do listeners connect with the team over at Hawkins Ash? I would go to our website, which is hawkinsash.cpa. Follow us on Twitter or even like us on Facebook. And we'll talk to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at hawkinsashcpas.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.